You are listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from California. Hello, friends. Hello, friends, Roman countrymen. Today, we celebrate, and we celebrate my 50th podcast, Rock and Roll McDonald's. Yep, doing my funky 50 dance. Funky 50, funky 50, funky 50. Wow, I'm so nifty. Here I am, man. I'm in Cali. I'm in the sun. I'm out in the, um, basically in the desert. And I'm here kind of in a, in a little bit of a respite, a little holiday, and it's not really a holiday at all. I'm working, but I'm, I'm basically scouting because I'm trying to move here this winter. And this is the first year ever that I'll have tried to like avoid the winter in New York city. And I think it would be nice to come out and just come to the sunshine. So here I am. And I got to ride my motorcycle of which I'm going to be going up the coast of California next week. I'm going on a personal trip, and for anybody who's enjoying the podcast, please feel free to um, leave a message, uh, join my Patreon, reach out, DM me on Facebook, whatever. I am looking for a nice feature to write about this week. Some ideas that I had were country music. In California, Merle Haggard and the Bakersfield sound of the 1950s and 60s. I was thinking about doing a story on Bay Area underground punk rock. I recently saw the Jawbreaker documentary and I thought it was fascinating. Um, I, w- I was thinking of writing a story on Cambodian gangs, the Hmong people, and different Asian gangs for, or Pacific Island gangs in California. Uh, I was thinking about writing a story on Russian mafia, Spanish missions, Portuguese immigrants and laborers. Um, I was thinking of writing a story on Julio Cesar Chavez and his relationship and his fast that was broken by Robert Kennedy and his relationship with Martin Luther King. These are just some ideas. If you guys have any, send them my way. I always love writing and it gives me great joy to travel and do research and visit places um, that I'm researching. A long-standing, um, a long-standing subject that I've been really, really fascinated with over the years is the Spanish missions and the relationship of with Mexico and the United States and the railroads. Um, I think it's really interesting to think about the monks and the friars and the clergy and the Catholic church that came to California and settled it. I was just driving or sorry, riding on my motorcycle a couple days ago and I went through San Diego and I saw the Presidio. If anyone knows what a Presidio is, it's a military fort and it's not far from, uh, from a mission and father Junipero Serra was a Spanish missionary that came and he went up and down the coast of California and he, you know, he built these missions. Unfortunately, interestingly, it was, you know, he employed a lot of native people, um, to build these missions and their treatment of these people was not great. So a little bit of, um, a little bit of strife and modern day slavery, I guess, 
California is an interesting place. Um, the railroads made this state, and often many of the people that worked on the railroads were Chinese immigrants. And the relationship of Asian Americans to California is a fascinating one. Um, I was, my grandmother told me when I was a kid about living in Santa Barbara and having black, like mandatory blackouts because of Japanese submarines. Um, there is Angel Island and the registration of um, Asian immigrants that came and also the internment camps of Japanese Americans during the war, which is quite fascinating. So if you have any ideas, send them over. I want to do a photo series and I'm going to, I'm actually thinking about doing it in black and white this year. Um, as I uncover all these like historical, uh, stories and my research traveling up the coast, I think it would be really fun to talk about this stuff. That also said, this is where the germs come from. This is where the red hot chili peppers come from. This is where X comes from. This is where Agent Orange, Circle Jerks, the Dead Kennedys up in the Bay Area, Tom Waits. Um, this is the home of Warren Zevon, Tom Petty, so many rock and rollers, the home of Jackson Brown, Don Henley, the Eagles, Linda Ronstadt, such an interesting thing. Um, so I'm excited for this journey and I'm excited to write. So let's talk about writing. I wish, you know, one thing that's come out of me going into my own solo career is I didn't really realize how much I love writing. Um, I wrote a story, I guess it would be two weeks ago, a little, a week and change, maybe a week and three days ago. I wrote a story called The Catch about my adventures in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> and the baseball player Aaron Judge throwing me a ball and what that was like around a bunch of New Yorkers and why that meant a lot to me. If you're not on my Patreon, have a look at it. I go into that whole story and what it's like to be a Northern Californian, a native, and seeing another Northern California native wearing a Yankees hat, both of us wearing Yankees hat hats and him playing for the Yankees and me feeling like, wow, you're a transplant too. <laughs> um, I really, I, I, I'm so excited to take this ride. My mind's always like spinning. Uh, one of my first books I ever read was Island of the Blue Dolphins. I, it won, I'm not sure what prize it was, um, but it won a prize because on the front cover, it had this sticker and it said it wasn't the Nobel Peace Prize. It was some kind of, um, illustrious, uh, big deal kind of literary award at the time. And it's funny because outside of California, not that many people know this, but I've been obsessed with this story since I was a boy. I think her name was Juana Maria. And it was a native girl that lived, I believe, I might, I might get this wrong. I think it's the Channel Islands off of the coast of California and Southern California off the coast of Santa Barbara. I might have the name of those islands wrong, but basically missionaries came and removed all the natives from her island and loaded them on boats to come back to the mainland. And uh, she jumped out of the boat and swam back to her island and lived there until she was an old woman. So she lived for decades and decades and decades, you know, again, a young girl when she 
swam back to the island and then they, they, they you know this book is so beautiful. It's about her longing and her relationship with her environment and dolphins and what it was like to yearn and think of the mainland and what happened to her family and her people and very interesting history nerd stuff. I have found her grave. Her grave is actually located at the Santa Barbara mission. And if you go there, you can, you can see it. There is pictures of her and I don't know if she was in her seventies or eighties when they basically somebody went to the Island for some reason and saw her there and convinced her to come back to the mainland of California. And when they, when they brought her back to the mainland into the mission, her language was dead because on the Island they spoke their own dialect and Everyone from her tribe had passed away. And so she spoke a language that no one understood. And I think this happened, I want to say in the 20s or 30s, there's actually audio of her and her language and her speaking. And there's photos of her with like beautiful sort of abalone shells and like a grass skirt. And it's really, really fascinating stuff. So many interesting Indian tribes um, I think the Shumash was a big tribe, at least where I'm from. And this is just fascinating stuff to me. So the reason why I'm exploring all this is because I look across the Pacific and I think of Japan, I think of Taiwan, I think of growing up as a child and all my toys said made in Taiwan. I think of Southeast Asia and boys lining up in places like Oakland and Compton, California, and going overseas to fight the Vietnam War. I think of them looking out of airplanes, out of their small windows at um, the land that they're leaving to go off to essentially combat communism, fight communism for America. I think about the fact that there was a draft and that you legally had to go to war in my parents' generation. I think about um, South Pacific Islanders coming to the mainland. I think about Cambodians, uh, Laotians. I think about Filipinos. Many of my friends were Filipinos growing up in California. I think of um, Mexicans, the relationship with the border. I think about the thoroughfare that... Um, Places like Tijuana um, have been like kind of party destinations for Americans. And I actually wrote about this. When I came to New York, I was a youngster and I put out an EP with, with uh, Eric and my band Pela and a fellow by the name of Brian Devendorf from the National played drums and our friend Nate. And we ended up putting it out on Brassland Records and this song called Latitudes which kind of came out in this very long linear rock and roll way. I actually wrote on my drum machine and what I was talking about in latitudes. Um, I think the chorus is eyes rolled silent pools. Um, the tunnels of our ears silencing the crickets. And I'm talking about basically the environment and what it's like to have um, to hear 
nature in your environment and basically have people coming in and developing where you live, developing your land and making it kind of hotels. Or as Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse says, <laughs> says, mall fucking you. So this week is dedicated to the Pacific Ocean. The first country I ever traveled to was Australia. And I went up the east coast of Australia all the way up to Brisbane. And it was where I first got my taste of busking. For anybody that doesn't know, busking is the act of playing on the street for tips. And back then, you know, being pretty broke, I it was hard to get yourself an amplifier and a bass player and a guitar and some guitar pedals and guitar cases. So it was just easier to open up my guitar case and go. And uh, yeah, I went to Australia and that was the first taste I ever got of performing properly. And I think I went there when I was 21, maybe 22. Um, so there's magical places, New Zealand, Australia, Tasmania, Indonesia, Java. Um, this stuff is so amazing. The Pacific Ocean is fascinating. California, I will be traveling up the coast. I am about an hour and a half away from where Tom Waits is born and raised. Um, I'm about 45 minutes away from the place. Does anybody remember the Paul Giamatti film Sideways? <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It's about the wine scene in Southern California. Solvang, uh, San Diego. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, so I'll be traveling up. And yeah, like I said, doing a photo series on my Patreon and some some stories. This is such a beautiful place to be from. I think it's a really kind of heartwarming thing that we keep where we're from in our hearts. And I've no matter where I am, I always feel like I'm from here. And I still feel like a stranger in New York, even though I've been there for so long. But whenever I come here... I just love, I was just at the grocery store today. Um, by the way, on my health update, I have lost 13 pounds, folks. Um, I've been doing, I've been watching what I eat and getting my steps in. So not only is it the number 50 today, it's also the anniversary, a two-week anniversary of me starting my health kick, and I'm down 13 pounds. Um, so I was walking around the grocery store looking for looking for some healthy food. And I just love it. I just like seeing dudes in their fifties and like board shorts and like flip flops and like a billabong shirt. I know, man, I know like, you know, the whole surf culture. I never, I mean, I grew up seeing surfers. I, I, I wasn't old enough to like properly be a surfer and, you know, and, and get indoctrinated into that whole lifestyle. But it just gives me great comfort when I see a Volkswagen bus, I see a surfboard, I see a cruiser. And it's so funny, the accent here. I'm going to try to do a California accent for you. Like, seriously, dude? Like, I don't even know, man. Like, waves are fucking killing right now. So badass. I don't even know. Um, yeah, bro, let's, fucking, let's get some fish tacos. Right on. All right, brother. <laughs> All right, later. That's, that's like a California accent. And it kind of sits up and kind of a little bit in your nose. like, And uh, I, the accent, I'm just, just talking to Dave's dad. The dude's like 72 and he calls me dude. Hey, dude, what's going on? Right on, bro. All right, later. 
<laughs> Very different than the New York, you know, how you doing, bro? Like, that's the kind of where I live. Um, but, yeah. California gives me great peace. And like I've been trying to say in this Pacific podcast and stuff, there's just so much to it. Um, there's the the Emerald Triangle and the marijuana trade and, like, marijuana gangsters up in the north and Humboldt. There's Fort Bragg and where Russians came to um, pull pelts out of the water and depleted all of the otter up there. And there's San Francisco, the largest Chinatown on the West Coast for many years. I think Vancouver is now. There's Oakland. There's the Black Panthers. Angela Davis. There's um, Julio Cesar Chavez. There is O.J. Simpson, a huge standout collegiate athlete that hailed from South San Francisco. There's the Haight-Ashbury uh, free love movement that happened. There's the Vietnam protests, there's Kerouac, there's Big Sur, his book and his movement. Um, San Francisco was a place for beatniks. Miles Davis moved out there. Um, many jazz cats moved out to San Francisco. It used to be a very bohemian place. There's Marin, there's Napa, which is our Northern California wine region. So you move down, there's the Central Valley. This is where I lived half my childhood. An agricultural place, home to MMA stars Nick and Nate Diaz, Stockton, the home of Pavement, um, Chris Isaac. Many boxers come out of there. It's a very strange agricultural place that's actually kind of a gangster gun, shoot 'em up, scary. Uh, a small place, I think, of only about 250,000. As you move down to Davis, that's where DJ Shadow is from. As you get inland into the valley, you've got Modesto, where Granddaddy's from. And you travel south in the Central Valley and you get to, you get to Lodi, Credence Clearwater Revival, stuck in Lodi again. You get into the Bay Area where Metallica is from. Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys. Um, you get into Harvey Milk, the great gay rights activist. You go down the coast and you start entering Southern California. Rye Cooter, Los Lobos. Um, so exciting. Such an interesting place. I'm so thrilled to go down, to go up the one rather. I just want to say... I was asking somebody in my Onward group, like, hey, what do you want me to write about? And a really a good buddy, Rich Drury, um, wrote, he said, Bill, post lots of pictures because many of us have to go to work and these are places that we would never get to see. So I will. I'll do that for you, Rich. And I'll do that for anyone that's at their job right now um, that's sad to see the summer go. And I'll try to do my strange music history, geography, history, nerd, traveler programming. I try to keep you guys smiling and thinking good thoughts. I always love making this podcast. I love chatting with you guys. I'm really excited. Um, I'll call this the workbench update on the workbench. Uh, my, my 
I'm really excited. My website is going to be done in two days, two days. Then I'm moving on to using the merch designs that I've been working on all year. And then it's time to think about releasing this bad boy. I'm going to be releasing the, my first single for um, my patrons only, and I will be getting music to them first before anybody. And like I said before, I'm still, I'm still completely unsure if I want to do one big album or split it up into four different EPs or three bigger EPs. Uh, Rihanna apparently released 12 singles or 11 singles, one a month for a whole year, which is kind of interesting. Gives me an excuse to make more videos and tell more stories and learn my songs and kind of, wow, that's an interesting model, how everything's changing. But maybe we'll stay away from social media platforms, Spotify, and the changing face of music in the face of a fluxing technological landscape. We'll stay away from that. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you've enjoyed hearing me rattle on about my journeys. Um, Keep in touch, man. I'll be doing this podcast from Vietnam in eight weeks, and I'm going to be doing some some Facebook lives for my, for my onward group from Mexico, which is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for your time, everybody. And happy Wednesday hump day. You got this and keep shining, shine on you crazy diamonds. You have been listening to William McCarthy's 50th podcast onward with William McCarthy live from California. Far